Mitch, what's up? What's up? Yeah, my wife last night was like, oh, it's really starting again, isn't it? I'm like, it's football season. Everybody I talk to, they're like, oh, you know, things are starting to really heat up for you guys, right? Like just like like mm-hmm. family, friends and stuff. And I'm like, it it never stopped. It <laughs> well, you mean, start, stopped. <laughs> starting to heat up. It never stops. Oh, man, let me just fix my camera and stuff here. You know me, always fix my camera. All right. How do you think that Zoom call went last night with the running backs? Right, oh, Wasn't that last night? I think it was last night. Yeah, I'm sure they were all like, yeah, yeah, it sucks not getting paid a lot. Okay, good talk, good talk. Now, I don't, I don't know what could be achieved unless, like, they just flat out come out. If Pollard's on it, Josh Jacobs is on it, Barkley's on it, they're like, okay, none of us are showing up. I think it's like, what, week six they have to show up by to sign their franchise yeah, yeah, tag so. and then get the credit for playing the year. So, I mean, they do that, then okay, then there there is going to be a tangible difference probably in how teams go after it. But we all know it's not going to happen. Well, and like, here's the thing, too. You're always going to have, like, Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. Like, what he just did. And I'm not, bl- I'm not blaming him by any means. You want to no. no. make sure you stay employed, take the pay cut. Mm-hmm. You're in a good situation. You're on a contender. But then, like... Melvin Gordon, yeah, it was a $3.1 million deal, but how, like, that's, I think it's going to be incentive driven when we get the details. And I'm not, by no means am I saying Melvin Gordon is Saquon Barkley or Josh Jacobs or Tony Pollard, but really, what is going to change? And we kind of ran through different topics and ideas, Mm -hmm. uh, just spitballing. Hey, do you remove the franchise tag for running backs? Do you make their rookie deal, uh, a little bit shorter do you bump up the value of the rookie deal i i don't know i don't think anything ever changes that's even my opinion too <laughs> even if you have these three guys come in and say hey let's go we're gonna we're gonna present a unif- unified front we're gonna we're gonna sit out we're not gonna report i don't i don't know uh and my issue is is it's like this is all going to have to be collectively bargained to change, right? Yep. So, do we really think that people are the other players are going to care so much about running backs that let's say they go, no, what we're going to do is we're going to have a skill position franchise tag, right? Which will end up dropping what wide receivers get because they all they always get the most. So the wide receivers can be like, no, 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 we'll take a lot less money. So running backs get an extra couple million. It's just. I just don't see that stuff happening, especially when we all see how these collective bargain things happen. The change are money-wise is a lot, but for individual players, does it end up making a huge difference from one deal to another, unless it's like rookie deals from like, you know, the early 2000s sort of thing. Yeah. Once they change the pay scale, I want to see like a high end quarterback be like, you know what, let's, let's knock off 10 million for my contract. Let's yeah, give it yeah. to, let's, let's go ahead and do that. Yeah. Let's give it to Isaiah Pacheco. Come on. Uh, but there, there are dynasty implications here because now we're talking about these three running backs and they are higher value running backs. But I think, and we've talked about this, I think it it drives home the point, the discrepancy between guys like, in a value discrepancy between a Bijan Robinson, Brees Hall, and once you get a little further down, like it should be on our radar. What happens with Jonathan Taylor next year? Mm-hmm. Is he going to get a second contract? Is I mean, 
and not to say they're not going to get second contracts, but that last wave that we saw, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, all those guys, like Joe Mixon restructured. Dalvin Cook got cut. Alvin Kamara very well could be on the chopping block. You know, I, I just, I think from a dynasty perspective, we're going to see the that gap widen between these guys early in their rookie deal, especially if they present an elite ceiling and offer the the usage but it's twofold because then you look at the running back position with how they're utilized and there's so many committees and the dynasty community is gravitated towards that it makes me want to stay away from even more so the higher end running backs Mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about david montgomery holding out it's very true without a doubt he's gonna go play carlos hyde was never wanting for a team in the league he was always gonna play somewhere yeah, and you're not going to have the the concern of a holdout. So right now, going back to the three, the big three here, mm-hmm. are you, have you changed your value on them at all? Have your approach at all? Have you been trying to unload them, acquire? I haven't tried to acquire at all. I just don't want to. But I think the big three are awesome. Like I don't have anything against them as players, right? But the problem is, I do worry. I think they are going to hold out of training camp and they should, they shouldn't show up for training camp. If your team is going to pay you right. Well, getting paid, but we all know what I mean. The issue is I worry about like hamster, especially someone like Barkley, right? Barkley always has those like hamstring, weird, soft tissue injuries. And it's just, that's worrying, man. And when players hold out all year, they show up week one. We know they're not in game shape. So maybe it takes them two or three weeks to get in shape. And that's cool, and I mean, Barkley is going to be Barkley. It's going to be awesome, but that is continually in the back of my head is, whoa, when's he going to get injured this year then? All right, between the three, Pollard, Jacobs, and Barkley, how would you rank them in terms of likelihood they miss games due to the contract situations? And let's put a number of games on this. Let's let's go with an over-under. So who's most likely out of the three? To miss games again, not due to injury, but mm-hmm. due to the contracts. So Barkley, because he's our, he was already a high pick. So I think he probably has the money in the bank to do it. So I would say Barkley could miss six. Maybe Jacobs only misses one. I don't think Pollard's going to because he wasn't a high draft pick to begin with. So that I think he gets what twelve million this year. If I'm remembering right off the top of my head, maybe it's a little bit less. But to him, I mean, that's that's a big game check to be missing when you've been making you know a fourth round rookie deal sort of thing. Yeah, for me, I I flip the top two. I think it's far more likely that Jacobs really misses. And all the reports that come out, you know, I know they're saying Josh Jacobs was in the parking lot ready to jump out and sign, but it sounds like Jacobs and the Raiders were further apart than Barkley and the Giants. Again, if what has been reported is accurate information, I don't think Tony Pollard misses a game. And I think part of it goes into what you said. But he also is, I don't think he's been as vocal for the most part. Again, you have two first-round picks in Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs, and you hit the nail on the head. They have probably money in the bank. Mm-hmm. Tony Pollard, this is, it's still a big payday for him. Without a doubt, yep. You know, so I would say Pollard is the safest. And how is that affected where I have these guys tiered? I haven't adjusted Tony Pollard at all along the whole uh, situation here. Barkley, I bumped him down one tier. And then Jacobs, I bumped him down one tier because I 
I think there's a, at least six weeks for Josh Jacobs. How far does he want to go with that? Yeah. Yeah. So like Pollard's made $3 million in his career, right? Okay. Saquon has made 31 million. I was going to say 30, <laughs> which is, you know, that's just the difference that we're talking about here. So he can probably fight a little bit harder and sit out for a couple games. And it's the franchise tag is just barely over $10 million this year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's until something changes with the, the structure of the tag. Mm hmm. Do you get rid of it? Do you elevate it so teams are less likely to use it? But then I still don't think running backs get a big second contract. No. <laughs> like, and, you know, and then, hey, do we take them in the first round of the NFL draft? Because mm -hmm. then we can use that fifth year option. I think we're going to see fewer, not necessarily fewer guys in general go in the first round, but I don't think there's a reason to really see that fifth year option because you have, to, you have to commit over a year out. You do, you do, but I, I don't it's, know. I've it, always ever since. Running, he, go ahead. For running backs, it's just not that big of a difference. Mm. Now, quarterbacks, it's significant. You're talking fifteen million yeah. between the tag and the fifth year option. Running backs, what two million? So yeah, about three. Yeah, but my thing is, I've said this going back to Ceh. I think it's smart for teams to use a first round pick at the end of the draft on a running back, just because they do get that fifth-year option. And the, the, the big difference between the fifth-year option and the franchise tag is Barkley could show up week five, sign the franchise tag, and he's still good to go. Uh, with that fifth-year option, if that player doesn't show up for training camp, he's getting fined every True. single True. day until he shows up. So in my opinion, I still, for the really good running backs that are in the class, like if I was the Jets, I'd like to have Brees Hall, on that first round deal, if it would have been possible, just so I could have him for that fifth year without having to worry about him not showing up and doing that. Right. Yeah. I, if anything, like I said, from a dynasty perspective, this, it just drives home the fact that I'm going to be landing those guys like an Aaron Jones and James Connor, getting the short term production, not having to worry about any of these messy situations and not having my value tied up in players like that when would you be looking to pivot off of a Brees hall i'm not because we're still three years out right or two years out from him this even becoming a discussion right for me there's enough people that end up people wanted saquon last year right it wasn't hard to move off him. true jacobs was a little bit tougher because he wasn't good his first four years and he was amazing his last year or three years what whatever it ends up he being was right? good. he was good he, he was fine but he wasn't like extremely sought after right mm -hmm. um so in my opinion i think it's completely fine to stay on these guys because i think you can move them when you want to get out if you want to get out after that after hall's rookie deal is finished i think it's still easy to do that and i don't think you're losing a lot of value and I think someone like Hall provides you so much on your dynasty teams that it's worth keeping him on there. Because as much as we love David Montgomery, I would sure rather see Brees Hall in my lineup every single week. To play devil's advocate, though, we've seen the value, like Barkley stole value last year, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. But we haven't seen a situation like this before. This is going to be fresh in people's minds. Hey, we now have three guys that were franchise tag. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell 
did it. We've seen random guys and it's popped up. And then eventually they report Melvin Gordon, Zeke. There were some issues, but those were all staggered. Now we have three guys. I just think it's going to be fresh in people's minds. And if anything, we're going to see a discrepancy even more in what people are willing to pay. I think one difference with all three of these guys is that hasn't really been talked about much. Um, the general manager in charge right now didn't draft any of these guys. And true. so I That's think true. a big difference could be with Jonathan Taylor is I'm like 99% certain. I can't think of the GM's name there was right, right now, but that's who drafted him. So I think there's a little bit of that to where we could see different philosophies going on with the general manager. He's like, well, I didn't spend that high of a draft pick on this guy. What do I care? You know, to where with Jonathan Taylor, there's already that the Colts probably love him. Maybe the Col Colts do want to give him that contract just for that reason. Ballard? Ballard. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Well, Jerry Jones. Drafted <laughs> Pollard. Yeah. Dude, Jerry Jones is something. All right. Just yeah. pay Zach Martin. Please pay Zach Martin. <laughs> Just anything uh, that doesn't reduce the value of running backs even more so than we're seeing right now. Or Dak. Um, you know, so I think it's something to, to keep an eye on. Mm -hmm. I have not actively tried to shop any of those three i don't think you can to be honest it's gonna be if you're gonna move them it's gonna be at a great discount or people mm -hmm. are just put them on the block you're gonna get low ball offers and they're gonna hey they're running back you know values low they're running back that may hold out values even lower i mean what price point do we put on these guys from a, a pick perspective so let me let's see oh that's a good one you, you know the crazy thing I think they're all so close together that like, I know Barkley has a higher value than Pollard. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think in six in, in existing leagues, it ends up coming really close to the same 24 draft pick wise. I see Bill in the chat. I see Ron. I see Greg. What's going on guys. Thanks for jumping in live. 24 first. Mm -hmm. There there's a better chance than not that I'm contending that I'm going to make the play one of these running backs you better be contending yes. right do i move my 24 first they're all on the block for pollard or jacobs between those two I or, or neither or neither i mean i probably am not moving my 24 first for that but if i am i'm contending i want to make a push i don't want to move my positional players i already have i'm going to go for pollard over jacobs i agree and i i have them tiered together but if I'm actively going out and acquiring one of the two, I want the one that offers the same upside here. Mm -hmm. it, it, you know, uh, and look at the workload that Josh Jacobs had last year. Yeah. There's a lot of that concern because you, historically outside of Derek Henry, uh, I know Curtis Martin was one that had extremely high touches mm -hmm. for an extended period of time. LaDainian Tomlinson. Oftentimes you see these guys with the huge workloads and there's a major setback, whether it's an injury or just an efficiency standpoint. So, yeah, I would say the that's the price point. Mm -hmm. uh, I often say the point of indifference because I, I think that's fairly equal. Um, it, if you have Barkley and you're not contending and you haven't really been able to unload him and I come in and say, here's a 24 first probably going to be a playoff first what do you what do you do what do you counter uh, with 
I'm like, I need something on top, right? I'm looking at your wide receiver, seeing what kind of young wide receiver you have is what I'm probably going to do. Um, you're not going to be able to get a Burks in a first. I think that's out the window. So you need to try to find something else for a little bit of a lesser wide receiver coming on top of that first. If I'm rebuilding, that's what I want to do. Or you wait two weeks in a training camp, figure out who gets injured, and you trade for that player in a first. Yeah. That's a, that's a viable option as well. I would, this is something that I might try later today. I, I have several shares of Barkley and Jacobs and Pollard, but with Jacobs and Saquon, assuming I have those guys on a team that I'm looking to compete this year, maybe I go and speaking of pivot, pivot off of Barkley for you know, a Dobbins plus a Miles Sanders plus uh, I Ramondre Stevenson plus with all the Dalvin cook stuff, maybe Ramondre safe for this year, but there could be a reasonable ad there. Uh, da, 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 da. You get a reasonable ad to be honest with you. I don't know if the, I, the I, if I, the oh, managers with those players, if they'll be like, yeah, I'm going to add to this running back to get yours. I just don't know if that's going to happen. I could see it being more likely if you're a team that jumps in the chat and you're like, I'm, Hey guys, I'm looking to blow it up. I'm looking to rebuild. Mm -hmm. If they have like a mix in, you know, even if there is the concern that Barkley holds out, if you're looking to blow it up or you're looking to get points off your roster, that's probably the ideal trade partner. I don't think it's going to be another person gunning for a championship this year. Right, right, right. So it's always interesting too, because it's like the running back dynamic is just fascinating. And there's a lot of guys like, I don't even want to say the name because I know, would you move Saquon Barkley for Russell Wilson in a 12 team super flex? No, I would not. How far <laughs> off is that for you? It's just Russ. I just don't I, want Russ. That's the thing. Um, but who else do you have in there? If you're Daniel what about, Jones. What about yeah. Daniel Jones? I'll move for Daniel Jones. All right. And that that could get done but again it's so tough because right you have so many people that won't want to make a move involving a quarterback if they don't get a quarterback in return barkley you need to bump up aaron Rodgers in your tears man he's fine where he is barkley or barkley or Devonte adams Ooh, start three receivers good... Devonte adams I would try that. Yeah, I think you get the same elite production, you know, looking at the skill position against another skill position that Barkley gives you compared to Adams over every other wide receiver. Yeah, that might be something. It's going to be far easier to do that for a veteran like Adams than oh, yeah, a yeah. Barkley for a JSN. Mm-hmm. Even a Barkley for a Metcalf. I don't know if that no, that's done. not going to happen. There's I, no I, way. I think it's going to take a very unique situation and roster mm-hmm. construction to be able to get that done. Anything else on this? I don't think so. Running backs, I mean, it's the one thing that we don't talk about a lot, but just because we all kind of know what the position is, right? It's when they get older, they die in value. The young ones are propped up. But I mean, someone like Jameer Gibbs, right? Like I love Jameer Gibbs, but you also look at the Lions, how they might use them. And he might just be, you don't want to call him a scat back, right? But like a James White plus. And, but he's young and he went in the first round. So what do you do with that? So I just think 
the running back position is pretty tough to get like your total eye on because it's just not how you feel about them. You could be like, I love running backs. I don't care about any of this, but your dynasty league is going to care about it. So their values are going to go up and down whether you want them to or not. All right. Pivoting off of a top tier quarterback. What does that look like for you? Couldn't tell you. I ain't doing it. <laughs> All right. I here's the issue, and I we argued I, about that this week, and I've responded to a lot of comments. Like I, I know uh, B Hart in mm-hmm. our in our chat, he took over an orphan, so he's talking about you know pulling a lot of options and, and trade opportunities involving moving his Josh Allen, and some of them I'm like, yeah, that value is. I mean, from a and air quotes if you're listening mm-hmm. to this on the feed. The value is perfectly fine, but it's a, it's a bunch of dimes. It's a bunch of quarters mm-hmm. adding up to that dollar and probably surpassing it. But I just, there was too much risk. Like a Mac Jones, a, a Quentin Johnston, a 24 first, 25 first, and another piece. Like I'm trying to remember off the top of mm-hmm. my head. The value's fine, yeah. but... I think the only opportunity to do something, it's going to take a massive overpay to move off Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. And when you get into that next group of Hertz, Herbert, Jackson, Burrow, I know some folks have Lawrence and Fields right there, but I have them a little bit lower in the following tier. Moving from a Hertz, Herbert, Jackson, or Burrow to a Dak, Richardson, or Watson, it still takes a pretty penny, I think, uh, if you're going to get somebody to move off of that. And you did, you did a Fields plus a 24 first for Justin Herbert. Yeah, no hesitation. I'll do it every single league. It's, look, I think those top six guys are so set in stone right now that even, I think Lamar's about the only one that could drop out if he has like a really significant injury. But those guys are locked in. Like, I know Caleb Williams is going to come in. Caleb Williams is probably going to come in over Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, but he's not going to touch the top six. So I think he'll teeter on, depending on how Lamar does this year mm-hmm. with the offense with Todd Munkin, I could see Caleb coming in at 106 off the off the bat. Right, right, right. So, I mean, Lamar's j- just the one, but Lamar could come in and have a great season, go up to being right next to Josh Allen as well. So right. that... But yeah, so that's my thing is if I could get off any quarterback that's under these guys right now that are in the NFL, they don't have a shot at entering the top six. They just don't. So for me, it's if I'm moving, just like you said, if I'm moving off Josh Allen, I want an absolute stud to come back with it. Like I'm expecting I want Garrett Wilson or Alave, you know, because you're not going to get Jefferson chasing a huge and a whole bunch of stuff on top of it, right? But I think if you could get one of those really young wide receivers with a lot of picks added on, I think you could do that. But I don't think you move Josh Allen and then get Geno Smith, two firsts, JSN on top. I mean, that's that's not helping out your rebuild at all, in my opinion. It's too far down. And yeah, the picks are going to have that insulated value. But and and you can use the additional context. Like you can probably see, hey. In 24, maybe that pick you get back has a chance of being top four. But if it's a contender making that move, and I think in most situations it would be, 
uh, late 24 first isn't really doing much for me in the chat. We got some folks talking about quarterback on Netflix, but not full swing. Is that that golf one? Full yeah, swing? The, the golf one's amazing. It's so good. Yeah, I'm, I'll probably, I, I don't know. I probably ne- will never watch. It. I still have never seen an episode of Hard Knocks. Yeah. Dude, that is just weird. It, like, it's such a... Oh, no, it's going to be horrible this year, but normally it's good. Yeah. Let me know what you think about these trades. Okay. Uh, this one I offered. 12-team Superflex, 2 PPR, star 10. Dak Prescott, T. Higgins, and Michael Pittman, or Josh Allen? Oh, I don't mind that Dak one at all. That all one's right. pretty darn close, to be honest with you. That was rejected. Oh. No counter. No, no additional context. Just... Boom, rejected. And this this person typically, I don't know if we really ever have much back and forth. They're in a few leagues with me, and I don't think we really get much done. And all of these offers, let me preface this with, they stem from a conversation and a vote in the Discord that was fairly split. And it was, uh, ultimately, it came down to Dak plus Devontae Smith plus a 24 first. I don't think we had much context around the first or Josh Allen. And it it was fairly split, but that's kind of where, yeah. uh, Why I formulated these offers and four and a half first ish value. Yeah. And, and, And some of these were, a lot of these were strictly from a research perspective, but I want to do it in teams that made sense. 14 team super flex start 10, two PPR for tight ends, Dak Prescott, Devontae Smith and a 24 first for Patrick Mahomes. If I had Mahomes, I'd be thinking about that, man. Like I really, really would be thinking about that deal. I think that value is fine. I could see it getting done. I could see it not getting done. This was from, that was with one of our patrons. Hmm. Thanks, JB. Not enough motivation to move Pat. You're going to have to dig deeper. Ooh. Much, much deeper. He says, I like it. And then I called him out in the chat in a, in a you know playful jab. All right. This was accepted. 12-team Superflex, 2 PPR, start 10. Dak Prescott, JSN, and a 24 first that I would be shocked. It's not even my first. Shocked if it's not a playoff first. Mm -hmm. I moved that for Josh Allen. Oh, yeah, I love that. Yep. This one I thought was a little bit of an overpay by me, but same situation. Dak Prescott, T. Higgins, and a 24 first moved for Josh Allen. Yeah, that's probably too much for me to be honest. Just a smidge. Uh, But again... Having a quarterback like Josh Allen, and to be honest with you, because I've had Dak Prescott as a buy for how long now in my spreadsheets? He's been in green. Since week two. I'm a little overexposed, to be honest with you. So pivoting off of him for a Josh Allen, I was okay with. And with this team, I don't have a ton of depth, but I really like the the starting roster there. Uh, I love this one. 12-team super flex, two PPR. Dak Prescott, Debo Samuel, and a 24 first. I move for Josh Allen. Yeah, that's much better. Much better. The, the value difference between Debo and T. Higgins is pretty huge. When we were setting up, and we were, you know, I'm always messing with my camera angles. Mm-hmm. I said, I have to get my little Josh Allen. He was off the screen. Sure do. I got to get him on there because of all these, these trades I was making involving Josh Allen. And, but that's the price point we're talking about. And that's what gets people interested in a potential pivot from them. You have to be willing to add to, uh, and Bill, I see that, but I'm going to get to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to be willing to add to 
a quarterback, eight, nine, 10, 11, kick it up there. If you're centering a deal around CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, that's not going to get done. If you go even further down and you're centering a deal around a Daniel Jones or Geno Smith, Kirk Cousins, it's probably not going to get done. So that goes both ways. If I'm moving a Josh Allen, that one that I said I paid a little bit too much, that's Mm -hmm. probably a really good price point that I would be looking to consider blowing up a piece like Josh Allen to get a Dak Prescott, a T Higgins, and a 24 first. Bill says, are you guys concerned with Allen not being as great without Brian Dable? No, I think he was completely fine with that, Dable, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, that concern oh. is, is not there for me. Yeah, looking back, I mean, he had like 150 less passing yards, one less touchdown, one less interception. He actually had more rushing yards, I believe. No, he was off by one, but he had one more rushing touchdown this past season. I think that offense, I mean, that was the best team in the league last year until everybody started getting injured. Then when everyone started getting injured, um, they just didn't have the depth like we saw in the pass catchers. They had digs and they had digs and that was about it. So hopefully bringing in someone like Kincaid, another year of Josh Allen just becoming a better quarterback. I'm not hurt at all or not worried at all about him, I should say. And you won't be hurt as a result. I won't be hurt. Yes. 2020, 25.3 points per game. And this is just whatever typical, whatever fantasy pros uses. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen, 24.6 in 2021. Josh Allen, 24.2 in 2022. Um, as long as his relationship with, with Diggs is okay. I, I I don't think it's a concern, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, the Diggs thing is confusing, to say the least. I just don't. <laughs> I don't get it. I'm sorry, but you're grown ass adults act yeah. like it. And listen, I I can I mean, you see the the dumb jokes I'm constantly making mm-hmm. in the Discord and on the mm-hmm. show. I can act very childish at times yeah. myself, but like it worked. You're grow the grow the fuck up. The, the weird thing is it's always wide receivers. Like even Saquon, right? Like Saquon feels like he's getting a bad deal right now he wishes he get paid he won't but he's still like he's just chill he's like you know i don't want to be the person that doesn't show up i probably could play that card but i haven't i don't know if i'm going to because people that know me and wide receiver i ain't going on that field ever (laughs) yeah um and it's like uh a tweet like the knife that stabs you in the back is Mm -hmm. uh, blah blah like it's not a as far as i know it's not there's no contract issues nope nope just grow up (laughs) What what are we doing here? I got my Josh Allen shares to be concerned about. Yeah, no, I, I, I got spit flying out of my mouth over here. I was I'm so jacked you before up. the show that my kid's first football practice is on Tuesday night or football tryout, and he wants to be a wide receiver. I'm like, dude, you kind of change your attitude if you're going to be a wide receiver. You got to act completely different. <laughs> He's gonna be walking around your house like with all these cryptic smashing stuff. <laughs> yeah. You call this a PB and J? Come on. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, from a pivot perspective, looking at the top tier receivers, I, there just, there isn't enough value out there. Once you get to a certain point mm-hmm. to want to do it. And trust me, I have been there before on the other side during the season, especially, yeah, the value is good. This gives me pieces to compete. I'll move this Josh Allen share yeah. and it blows up in your face. Yeah. It doesn't feel good. Oh, it's, it doesn't like 
trying to think of a wide receiver off the top of my head that was a middle round uh, rookie last year. Like, like middle. Well, like a JSN this year. Uh, 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 why am I drawing blanks? I know, here? dude. It's not my fault because it's still seven seven o'clock in the morning here. But let's say you moved Josh Allen for twenty four mid first that end up being JSN. You got a twenty three first in it, and you got Chris Olave. Yeah, Chris Olave, or I was gonna say Drake London. You got those two, and you, then you got Jared Goff with it, right? Or whatever running back. I ain't feeling good about that. <laughs> like, yeah. That's not what I want. Yeah, if you happen to, you know, Barkley, a 24 first and a 23 first for Josh Allen. Yeah. And it's Barkley, London, and now a 24 first. That's, that's not enough, a situation man. you're going to be thrilled <laughs> with. So I think it has to be centered around a current high-end wide receiver plus plus mm-hmm. or one of those top 11, 10, wherever you want to draw the line quarterbacks, nothing set, nothing with a, a tight end as the centerpiece, mm-hmm. certainly nothing with a running back. And once you get down to a certain point in quarterbacks, no, and nothing centered strictly around picks. Like I always like, I always hate the like four firsts or, or Josh Allen. Yeah. Well, well if it's one of so, those is very early, then yeah. But I don't want four little pickets for the second best player in the league right now. Yeah, it's just very tough to do so. And I think that's typically why we don't see that many mm-hmm. trades involving these higher-end quarterbacks. Unless you're me and you're going out and overpaying like I did yesterday. But even the overpays, you don't feel that upset about. Now, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. You're... The way I'm sitting, my leg just fell asleep. So hopefully I don't have to stand up anytime soon or I'll fall on my face. You're going after a quarterback like Josh Allen mm-hmm. or a Patrick Mahomes. It doesn't matter. Is there ever a concern for you that you're you're adding a lot of pieces, you're you're packaging up the value, but it's gonna leave your team in in shambles? Or is there a way to get around that? 12? 12 team, no, I'm not too worried about it because I feel like I could always find the depth pieces I need in a 12-team league. 14 team, yeah, Mahomes is giving me that positional advantage over everybody. But depth is very hard to come by in 14 and 16 team leagues. So right. while you'll have Mahomes and your team's value will be amazing because of it, more than likely you're going to be a middling playoff team if you're giving up a lot of positional pieces and then your future draft capital on top of it to move up to them. Because Mahomes is worth more in a 14 and 16 team league for good reason. So you're going to have to pay more to get him in those leagues. And I mean, those ones can end up crippling your team a little bit. The, the situations that I would be okay with, if you're packaging up a lot of young value with mm-hmm. insulation in their value and your future draft capital, and it puts you in a situation, you're not really giving yourself an advantage in the short term that could set your team back when you're putting together a package like that. Right. But like, like I said, a Dak, a Debo, even the Higgins and a 24 first, if I'm already contending, that's where I'm okay with it. Packaging up and, and tearing up. It's the ones where, like I said, you leave the, the cupboard bare and your, your future draft capital is now gone. Yep. Because what's going to happen eventually, either they're going to rot on your team 
or you're just going to look to split them up later on down the road. You'll do the exact same thing you just traded for. Exactly. So I I think the roster construction piece is very critical and it's important when you look at it uh, because you could sometimes do more harm than good. But on the other hand, I think a lot of people look at it from a short-term perspective a little too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't want to move all these pieces for a high-end quarterback because I'm not going to be able to compete this year. Yes, but what are the pieces you're moving? Right, right, right. Yep. I think that's the most important piece here, adding a little bit of a, additional context there when you're looking at the pieces you're moving. Um, like I I got countered, what was the one? Oh, Dak plus Jamar Chase for Josh Allen. Ooh, that got declined? No, 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 no. That was a counter. Oh, okay, team. okay. I was like, hold up there. Hold no, up. Yeah, no, no, no. And that good. was a very quick rejection. Yeah. Just because we're talking about such high value pieces mm. there, and it wasn't something I was looking to do. I would certainly look to move more value across more questionable assets yep. than the the high end assets. Anything else? Hopefully, everyone enjoyed this. I think we covered a lot. Oh, man. I had one guest spot this morning at 7 a.m. I got another one at 11.30. Then I got birthday party stuff. A lot going on. A lot going on. Those 7 a.m. ones are pretty rough, aren't they? Probably not for you. but I for no, I, I enjoyed it. Like, I was having my coffee. You wake up. You're talking about fantasy football yep. from the get-go. Like, I loved it. Dude, oh, the man. fun thing about this time of year is this is when my player – values and takes are like really getting set in stone right so that's why i love this time of years because when it comes to my teams it's not like throughout the whole offseason i'm like oh this value for this value is great right but now's the time to where like well i'm kind of off this player right now i want to go out and get a different player like justin fields now right justin fields is someone i'm actively shopping in all of my leagues to where two months ago justin fields on my teams is cool right but right now, for me, I'm a little bit lower than market on him. So I'm like, all right, let's try to get him off my teams while I can. All right, poor Justin Fields. Get, get him back ready because boom, because Mitch is sending out the door. All right. Hopefully, you guys all enjoy the show. Uh, we'll be in the Discord, as always, uh, for Mitch, Dan, and Spirit, and myself. Catch you guys later. Peace.